The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to the Waves of the Voice of the Cape uh, 91.3 FM Stereo. If you've just tuned in, 89.8, 90.9, 95 as well as www.vocfm.cr.za out in the World Wide Web. My name is uh, Mohamed Fasih Peterson. I'll be in your company for the next uh, hour and a half or so in this Q&A. Uh, with Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, our honoured guest, who's on the line all the way from Johannesburg. And I greet Mufti. Assalamu alaikum and welcome. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم رضا محمد فسي شكرا جزيلا جزاك الله مفتي once again it's a pleasure to be in the company we'll be on the phone of Mufti uh, this evening and inshallah uh, you can you can send your SMSs to the number 47913 uh, your questions on the show 47913 no calls this evening just SMSs send us an SMS 47913 uh, any questions you'd like to have Mufti uh, answer inshallah Mufti we'll start off right away with our first question this one says simply is it permissible to smoke oka bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem amma ba'd all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam when one studies the noble Quran then you find the following verses innal mubazzirina kanu ikhwana shayateen the people who squandered their wealth they are the brothers of shaitan surah 17 verse 27 kulu washrabu wala tusrifu eat and drink and don't waste The hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la dharara wa la dirar, mention muatta malik and various compilations. It shows don't cause harm to yourself, not to others. We all know smoking, hookah, all these type of things, hubbly bubbly, are harmful to a person, harmful to society, harmful to the environment. Therefore, in Islam, it is not permissible to smoke the hookah or to sell it and so forth. Number the SMS 47913, 47913. Send us your uh, messages for Mufti Abdul Qadir uh, Hussain this evening. Next one says, uh, when reciting Quran, should one always sit facing the Qibla? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us adab and etiquettes. We don't say it is compulsory that one has to face the Qibla, but definitely we will say it is desirable and meritorious because as a Muslim, for us, the best direction is the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah. So if that person can, mashallah, face the Qibla, the brother or the sister, he or she will receive greater reward. But if that person faces other direction, that also will be permissible. Another one says, Wufti, uh, what is the correct way of performing tahajjud? 
the Hajjud Salat starts after one has already performed their Isha Salat. Now, after the Isha, you read your two Sunnat Mu'akkada, the two Sunnat Ratiba, and thereafter you want to read Tahajjud, two, four, six, eight rakats. So all that is permissible. Minimum is two rakats, maximum twelve rakats. And the best time to read Tahajjud is in the early part of the morning, two, three o'clock, and so forth. You sleep and then you wake up. And after that, if you have read, you have, haven't read your Witter Salat, then after Tahajjud, you read your Witter. But that is for those people who are sure they are going to wake up. Because Mustafa, Nabiullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ij'alu akhira salatikum bil-layri witra. Make your last salat at night, the Witter Salat. And that is Hadith authentic mention in Sahih Muslim. So my advice to people will be, especially now it's summer and so forth, that in a case like that, if you got doubt whether you'll wake up or not, so read two, four, six, eight rakats, whatever you can, before you sleep, with the intention of tahajjud and witter everything. And if you wake up two, three, four o'clock, mashallah, before Fajr time starts, then in that way day, inshallah, then you can read two rakat, four rakat again at around three o'clock or so. Number to SMS four seven nine one three four seven nine one three. Your SMSs, your questions for Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain on the line. Next one says, Mufti, a woman wants to wear hijab but struggles with her nafs. Is there any du'a or supplication she could make to become more steadfast? Sister, the first thing you need to do is, mashallah, you got a noble intention and a great intention. Read the Quran Sharif itself. In the Quran Kareem, Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 59, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala states, Ya Yuan Nabi, O Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Kulli Azwajik, tell your beloved wives, Wabanatik, your beloved daughters, Wanisail Mu'mineen, and the believing men, their women, so our mothers, wives, daughters, sisters, nieces, Yudanina alayhinna min jalabi bihin, that they should draw close to themselves the jilbab. So all Allah is speaking about the hijab and so forth. So sister, you should always remember what all Allah has taught us and instructed us to do that's always the best. And for that, one has to suppress one's desires, and inshallah you will see how much barakah and rahmah and blessing will encompass that person. So you have to take the initiative, and inshallah the help of Almighty Allah will come. Number two, SMS 47913. The next question, Wufti. Husband and wife aren't speaking to each other due to something husband's mother said. How does a concerned family member intervene without making things worse? Obviously, the husband and wife should also grow up now and not behave like small children. You know, sometimes the husband's or mother say something or the wife's mother say something. So obviously that you, husband, wife, just overlook it, keep a big heart and big mind and so forth, and forgive one another and go on with life. On a lighter note, you know, Brother Mohamed Fasi and the listeners of Voice of the Cape, you see what happens sometimes between husband and wife, the shaitan also comes and he puts all these negative thoughts. The Quran Karim states he wants to cause the breakdown between the husband and wife, between their relationship. So this is just a story. It's not Quran, it's just a story. So a person was reading the newspaper one, two, three hours. 
So the wife told him, oh, honey, oh, darling, so long every day you read the newspaper. How I, I wish I was the newspaper, the wife said. So the husband told her, oh, honey, I should be so happy if you were the newspaper. Then every day I should get a new one. So you see, husband, wife, you have to like be a bit diplomatic, bro, and my brother and sister. So tonight is, inshallah, the night of Jumu'ah. Both of you make up, and inshallah, for the pleasure of all, Allah, Quran, Kareem states, was sulhu khair, reconciliation is the best. Number to SMS 47913. Mufti, message received says, Salam Mufti, just something that's been on my mind uh, and on my heart. It's not that some of us don't love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we're really not good with Arabic. So we learn mostly in the English discipline. Sometimes it makes one feel at a little bit of a loss. Yes, that is true. You know, in English we have a saying, we say a translator is a traitor. So therefore, we should try and learn the basics and the rudiments of the Arabic language. See, I give you an easy example. Bashiro wa nazira. The Quran Sharif speaks of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Bashir, the one who brought the good news, the glad tidings for the people who embraced the message and who are following the teaching of Islam. Wanazira, if you open the English translation, 99% of them will have that Nabi Salam is a warner. But that translation is incomplete. Nazir means to warn with love, with compassion. So see the big difference in it and so forth. Easy example, it's a winter's night, cold night, your son, daughter crawling towards the fireplace. You, the mother, you witness that, so how your heart is in your mouth. Oh, son, oh, daughter, stop, stop. So you are warning, but with so much concern, compassion, and love. So Mustafa, Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is rahmatulil alameen. So how much love and compassion there was, there is, there always will be. So therefore, we should try and understand the Arabic language, and then we'll appreciate the Quran Sharif and the Ahadith Mubarakah much more. Number two SMS 47913 Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain line to answer all of your questions Next one says uh, Mufti At what age does the need for Aqiqa expire? When the child is born MashaAllah today is Thursday And now the wife, the lady Gave birth to the wonderful boy Or daughter And the bundle of joy So that is the first day now Thursday So next week Wednesday Will be the seventh day and then it continues, according to Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, ila waqtil bulug. So this will continue from that time, the time of birth, and seventh day is the sunnah day. I told you how to calculate if today the wife gave birth Thursday, seventh day is Wednesday. So if she gave birth Monday, then Sunday is the seventh day. So this will continue till the time the child becomes mature. After the child attains the age of puberty, maturity, then there is no aqiqah according to the Shafi school. However, according to the Hanafis, that a person is 20 years old, 30 years old, 44 years, 45 years old, and then he realizes his parents did not make aqiqah, so then also it is permissible he can make his own aqiqah according to the Hanafi scholars. You can't make aqiqah on behalf of dead people, people who have passed on. But as long as you are alive, the Hanafis say you can do so, and the Shafi school says till the age of puberty. Next one, uh, Mufti says, uh, um, Salam's uh, 
Is it permissible to eat duck meat? Duck meat, you don't have to worry of Donald Duck, my brother. Duck is alles halal. And remember, you weigh, you slaughter your own chicken and so forth. So that's the same way you slaughter it. You don't have to cut the web feet and you cut the feet and toes and all that. So you just slaughter it. And before slaughtering, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. And then, inshallah, you can have a duck meat for this tomorrow, Juma after Juma, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, next one, uh, Mufti. Uh, this one says, Saddam, please ask Mufti if he found the book named A Thousand Questions on Islam. My son has one up. One of the persons who are trying to authenticate the book, A Thousand Questions on Islam. There are many books like that. You know, if I look at my library here, uh, I see there's a book in front of me here. Akhtar Minami Awakamsin, that was a book I got right in front of me, that 150 questions and answers. Then if I look on the left hand side, 750 questions and answers. So you get book Alfiya and that is 1000 questions. So that is very, very good. That written by the Arab ulama and scholars and so forth in the form of a Q&A. So, but remember, sometimes their fatwas are not based according to the Shafi school or according to the Hanafi school. Sometimes they pass the fatwa according to the Hanbali school. So these are few points there. Therefore, you should consult your local ulama and shuyukh, the learned sheikhs, inshallah, then they will tell you that which is according to the Shafi school or, or which one is not according to the Shafi school. It's 6.30 on the Voice of the Cape. This is the program Q&A. And on the line, we have Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain answering all of your questions on the SMS line 47913. Uh, next question, Mufti says, My brother is intending to open a business, but keeps telling everyone his plans. When I tell him not to tell everyone uh, what he's planning to do because of Nazar or Hazard, he says that I'm being paranoid. What you are saying is correct, and your brother is being very, very simple and naive. Show him Surah Yusuf. When Nabi Yusuf والسلام, saw the dream, Inni ra'aytu ahada Nabi Yusuf والسلام, saw 11 stars and the sun and moon prostrating to him. So he told his beloved father, Nabi Yaqub salam, the father told him, La taqsus ru'yaka ala ikhwatika fayakidu laka kaida. Don't tell your 11 brothers. They will plot and plan against you. So it shows in Islam many things you must keep, you know, within reps and keep it undercover because people today are very jealous and people will take your idea and your plans and then they will start using it so brother is not paranoid your brother is giving you good advice and especially regarding business and this type of issues remember it is best to keep your secrets to yourself or to your brother or to your wife and not to go broadcast it and announce it for all and sundry Number to SMS 47913 right here on VOC. Uh, we're taking your questions in the program Q&A with Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Next one, Mufti, uh, simply says, uh, is it permissible for a Muslim to eat, uh, eat in a restaurant uh, where there is alcohol being served? The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif Mustafa Nabiullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir fala yajlis ala ma'idatin tudaru alayha al-khamar that whoever believes in Almighty Allah and the last day meaning believes in all the articles of faith 
then it's not permissible for him to go and frequent such a place where alcohol is served. MashaAllah, we have enough Muslim restaurants and places where no alcohol is served. So for us as Muslims to go and such a place, we know alcohol is served there, but now we want to impress somebody. So we go and uh, have lunch there or supper there or whatever. That definitely does not befit and behove the Muslim is not permissible. Next one, Mufti. A family member is always making trouble. The rest of the family avoids this person uh, for fear of getting into into the conflict. Uh, is this permissible for them to do so? Yes, definitely permissible. When people are troublemakers, every time they're fighting with people, so with people like that, just make salam and carry on. Quran Karim states, وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا Do these people are classified as jahil? That they don't want to listen to the truth and they are ignorant and so just make salam and carry on. So and you make tillatul ikhtilat and you mix with them very little you, so you curtail the contact with them. So you don't sever ties with them but you curtail the contact so that is definitely permissible. Next one, Mufti. If I made a promise to someone to give them something, uh, but now they've immigrated to another country, uh, am I still uh, held to that promise? Brother Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam's hadith answers your question. At the beginning of 2015, you told ABC person, I will give you this book, I will give you this pen or shoes or whatever. And then that Buddha day, he decided to migrate to Australia or to Canada or somewhere. So now you can't, you know, can't fulfill it. The circumstances have changed or whatever. Hence, there is no sin upon you. Because you, at that time, when you made the promise, your intention was to honor it and fulfill it. But now the whole thing has changed. The brother is no more there. So it's fine. There is no sin upon you. Mufti, a husband is going on a business trip, but the wife is not happy, saying he is planning to cheat. If the wife has got some evidence, then she can make that type of comments. Maybe he tells her he wants to go to China, but maybe he's going to a mustra somewhere. You know, from Cape Town, maybe he just come here to Johannesburg or Durban or somewhere. And because it happened in the past or something, oh, that person wasn't always upright and honest. So then the wife can make a comment like that. But if it never happened, she doesn't have any evidence, then for the wife just to jump to conclusion, so that will be slander and that will be considered as a major sin. Husband, why you don't take your wife word? And then as Allah's rech, inshallah, so she will also be with you. Then there will be no cheating business. And inshallah, your business will also get barakah. You know, when I travel, I take my wife word. I tell them, no wife, no life. <laughs> Next one, Mufti says, uh, um, why is it not permissible to start fasting on a Friday? Remember, the hadith is teaching us that if a person wants to fast on a Friday, then the best is that yawman qablahu or ba'dahu, that you keep fast Thursday, Friday, or you fast Friday, Saturday. Because when we fast on Friday only, so now we are giving it too much importance from our side. So it shows that Islam does not want that. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam made it like makru and disliked. But the fast will be valid. Hanafi say the fast will be valid. Shafi say it's makru and so forth. So best is to come out of that, that we keep fast Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday. Then everything is fine. There's no problem. 
Next one, Mufti. Can I give my interest to a sporting club to build up the institution? What you should do is you should realize three things. Every Muslim must know interest is haram. That's the first thing. Second thing, if you want to read and study on this topic, open Quran Sharif, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275 to 279. And number three, when you have interest money, then remember, give it to the poor. There are thousands of people in Cape Town, Muslim and non-Muslim, who can don't even have food. So go and give it to them. You won't get reward, but at least you'll be helping somebody. So my advice, leave all the sports people out and go give the poor people who need food and they need clothing and basics of life. So in that way, there it will be used much more beneficially. Or otherwise, your own taxes. You know, the government taxes us and all that. And then they build the inkandlas and all these type of things. So you can pay your taxes. You don't have to give halal money to them. You know how they squander and waste. So you just use your haram interest money for your taxes. So that is fine and no problem with that. Next question, Mufti says, Assalamu alaikum. If someone goes to, on, goes to Makkah on business, uh, but he doesn't put on ikhram at the Mikat, uh, and he goes into Makkah with no ikhram, after he finishes his business, he goes to the Mikat, puts on his ikhram, and performs Umrah. Is the Adam payable or not? According to the Shafi'i scholars and Maliki scholars, and majority of them, they say, that when this person left South Africa or he left America or Europe and his intention was to go to Makkah for business and his intention initially was not at all for Umrah, then Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Hunna lahunna wa liman ata alayhinna min ghayri ahlihinna liman arad al-umrata wal-hajj. Meaning that this miqat to the people who made the intention for Umrah and Hajj. So according to the Shafi'is, if that person's intention was business, he did not fasten the haram at the miqat, and he went, he did his business, or he attended the nikah, the wedding, or meeting, or whatever, and then he finished, and then he said, let me perform Umrah. So according to the Shafi'is, that will be permissible. However, according to the Hanafi scholars and jurors, that will not be permissible. Hanafi say, once you are an Afaqi, Afaqi means people like us, whole of Africa is Afaqi, from Yetel, Egypt, so the whole of Europe, America, all that. So in a case like that, you are staying far away. So whenever you go, then you must fasten the ihram, and then only you can enter. If you pass the miqat without ihram, according to the Hanafi scholars, then a dumb will be compulsory, meaning you'll have to slaughter a goat or a sheep any time of the year, and that animal must be slaughtered in Makkah or Mina. So that is the Hanafi verdict on that issue. The number to SMS 47913, Mufti Abdul Qadir is on the line, taking all your questions on the number 47913. We're going to go for a break. When we come back, we will continue. Stay tuned uh, with VOC.
Welcome to Q&A on The Voice of the Cape, uh, 91.3 FM Stereo. SMS lines on open on 47913. And Mufti is taking all of your questions this evening, right up until half past seven. Next one, Mufti says, uh, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, I'm in my late 40s and expecting. What can I decide during pregnancy and at birth? Also give me example of good boy names. So two questions, Mufti. Excellent, mashallah. Let Allah make everything easy. Write down, my dear sister, what you should be reading. Number one, read Surah 3, verse 38. Surah 3, verse 38. Rabbi habli min ladunka zurriyatan tayyibah. Innaka sami'u dua. Oh, beloved Allah, you grant me from your side such offspring and children that are pure and good. Verily, you are the one who listen to the dua and supplication. Number two, you read the Dua Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min So, O Almighty Allah, grant us our spouses and grant us our children that will be the coolness of our eyes. And seeing that you are 41, you know, there can be complications, but always remember Allah Ta'ala is in control of everything. So for labor pains and all these type of things, read Surah 21, Surah Anbiya, verse 30. Surah 21, verse 30, 3-0. Almighty Allah made the heavens and the earth join together, then Almighty Allah split it. وَجْعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيْءٍ so Almighty Allah made every living thing from water. So that is why we should read that. You should read it, sister. Regarding the names you are speaking about, Mustafa Nabiullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the best names are Abdul Asma, Abdullah, wa Abdul Rahman. The Abdullah and Abdul Rahman, the Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. Otherwise, there are 25 messengers, Anbiya, Alayhi Musalatu Salaam's names mentioned in the Noble Quran. So you can choose any one of them, or you choose Abdullah, Abdul Rahman. So those are the excellent names. So inshallah, Almighty Allah bless you with pious offspring, sister. Number the SMS 47913. Next, next one, Mufti says, uh, um, Mufti, does the husband break your wudu? According to the Shafi is, when the husband touches the wife skin to skin, or the wife touches the husband skin to skin, then the wudu will break. But according to Hanafis, they can kiss, they can touch, all that. The wudu will still be valid. There will be no problem with the wudu, according to Hanafi scholars. Mufti, what can I do with a wife who went to Makkah but doesn't want to make salah and the children also do not want to make salah? I have tried everything. You must start ta'aleem in your house. Take Riyadhul Salihin, the great work by Allama Nawawi, Rahimahullah, and you have to create that environment in your house. Today the problem is we have the TV on, we have all other things on for hours and hours and hours. So what has happened is so much evil has come into the house that now people don't have that inclination for Quran Sharif, for Salat, and the Dua, and Zikr. Although she went to Makkah Mukarramah, but the heart is saturated now with the love of this world. So you have to change that. So change it with Ta'aleem in your house. Daily read five, ten minutes of Hadith in your house. And inshallah, if you do it daily, you will see things will change with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah. 
Next one, Mufti says, Sana Mufti, can a cow be used for akika for kids? If a person, his wife gave birth, and now yet she wants to do akika, so you slaughter a goat or you slaughter a sheep, two goats or two sheep for a boy, one goat or one sheep for a girl. If you want to slaughter a cow, yes, it's permissible, but what you will do is you will just say that two shares are for akika for a boy or one share for the girl and so forth. Then the other shares you must see what you want to do. For example, you can make intention of Isali Sawab that the reward must go to my beloved parents or to Mustafa Nabiullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and so forth and so on. So then that will be permissible. Next question, Mufti. A woman is married to a husband who is very stingy. Is she allowed to take uh, what she needs from his pocket? The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Abu Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala and he embraced Islam in the eighth year of the Hijrah. His wife was Hinda. She came to Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, Inna Abu Sufyan rajulun shahihun. That Abu Sufyan is very, very stingy. Ya Rasulallah, what must I do? So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Khudhi bil ma'roof. That, okay, if he's extremely, extremely stingy, then from his wealth you help yourself little bit. So why I translated little bit, sister? So if your husband is really sainakh, he will nakhfiyani. So you help yourself with one hand, not with two hands, sister. Then, Khan, yeah, you're going to make big trouble between you and your husband. So sometimes, if there's a big need, you just help yourself with one hand, inshallah. Number to SPS 47913, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, taking all your questions this evening up until half past seven. Are we going to break away for the ads? And when we come back, we'll have more for you. Stay tuned on VSE. Welcome back to Q&A on The Voice of the Cape with uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Mufti still online with us. Next question, Mufti says, uh, Salams uh, to Mufti. I would like to know what to do with very, very, very old brown in color surahs, kitabs and pieces of pages of uh, kitabs, also with small books and little kitabs. Uh, shukran Jazeelan. Barakallahu feekum, brother, sister. When you have old Quran Sharif, you have old books and so forth, ahadith, dua kitabs, you have two, three options. Number one is that you go and bury it. Second option, mashallah, Cape Town, you have the two oceans. So you take it there, put it in a box and so forth, and submerge it in the water so you can do that. Some ulama have written, as a last, last, last resort, you can then burn it also. But that's not a good option. The best option is the first two. Either you bury it or you submerge it in water. Next question, Mufti. What is the best form of dhikr to make on a Thursday night? First of all, Mustafa, Nabiullah, Sallallahu Alaihi taught us for all times and all places, Afdalu zikri la ilaha illallah. The best zikr is la ilaha illallah. Wa afdalu dua alhamdulillah. And the best dua is alhamdulillah. The hadith is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif. 
And regarding the night of Jumu'ah tonight after Maghrib, after Isha, tomorrow, the day of Jumu'ah, this authentic hadith in Ibn Majah, Abu Dawood, Mustafa, Nabiullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Aksiru alayya min aswalati yawm al-Jumu'ah. You, the Ummah, increase the quantity and amount of salawat salutations upon me, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when we read, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, our iman will increase. When we send salawat salutations to Ruj Sharif upon the Master Habib Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our love for Nabi alayhi salatu salam will be increased. So inshallah we try and do that tonight in abundance. Next question Mufti says, uh, um, Salaam Mufti, if you are 70 years old and you flow blood, what must you do when it comes to Salah? Actually, let's just rephrase this question so it becomes clear to the listeners. The way I understand the question is there's a lady and she's 70 years old and now she experiences discharge, but the discharge is blood. So sister, you don't have to worry about it. It is istihaza and you are imra'atun mustahada. It is just, you know, something abnormal. So for every first salat, for example, Maghrib time enters, so now after sunset, then you make the wudu and you read your Maghrib salat with the sunnah, everything. Then when Isha time enters, you make a fresh wudu again, and then you perform your Isha salat. So if a lady has this problem of istihada, then for every first salat she must make a fresh wudu and then perform the salat and done as Allah's rekh. So you don't have to worry too much about it, sister. Next question, Mufti, kind of leads into the one we had earlier. This one says, uh, Salaam Mufti, uh, what if husband uh, cannot provide for wife clothing, petrol, basic necessity? She came from good home prior to marriage and now husband cannot give anything to her. Here is a two-part question. Number one is, if the husband from the starting was already poor, so you knew that he could not really give you all the luxuries and so forth, and yet you married him, so my advice will be that ask him what he can support you with, and then he supports you with that. And the others, then you, you come from a very good family, meaning powerful, rich family also, so then they can assist. Second situation is your husband was able to afford you and your luxuries, but now suddenly he's retrenched or unemployed or he lost his job, had to change his job, and now things are not so good and rosy. So in a case like that, sister, then you should also realize that it's a case of circumstances and so forth. So remember that we must not make our demands too much. Easy way I show you that today the woman want their cell phone, then they want TV, then they want this, they want that, they want other one things. So if you cut all those things out, you will find that half your expenses, three-quarter your expenses are brought down. So don't be over-demanding, and inshallah, Almighty Allah will grant you barakah in the little bit your husband has. This question, Mufti says, uh, Salaam Mufti would like to know whether one could eat and perform Hajj or send another individual for Umrah with profits from stolen goods and haram business. And it says, Shukran. Remember, Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, does not accept that which is haram. Therefore, Quran Kareem teaches us, Ya Ladina Amanu, Anfiku min Tayyibati Makasabtum. Oh, you who believe, spend from that which is pure. Not from that that is khabis and impure, there's the word Quran Karim uses, Wala tayyammamul khabis. 
second one mustafa nabiullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said inna allaha tayyibun la yaqbalu illa tayyiba that verily allah ta'ala is pure and allah does not accept anything but that which is pure so definitely with stolen goods stolen money all that you can't be going for hajj and umrah give it to some poor person a muslim person and he can do whatever he wants to with it because he can buy food he can do whatever he wants to Next question with this is uh, Saddam. Uh, people are putting Hajj greeting cards and invitations with Quranic verses under one's door and then remains on the floor. People also throw these cards away. Please advise. Definitely not permissible. The Quran Kareem states, وَمَن يُعَذِّمْ شَآءِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِن تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ That whosoever shows respect and reverence to the symbols of Almighty Allah, that is a sign that the heart of that person is taqwa and true piety. Now people want to give wedding invitation or hajj cards or eid cards or whatever else it might be. And in there they put Quranic verses and so forth. You know what happens with it. People now throw it under the door. People will throw it in a dustbin. The non-Muslims will trample upon it. So we are responsible for all that. So definitely that is not permissible, unacceptable. We must show respect and reverence to the Qur'an Sharif and all the verses of the Noble Qur'an. This question, Mufti says, Salaam Mufti, is Umrah so important? Why can't we use that money for the poor instead of filling the pockets of the greedy? Wasalam. Remember that if a person is using his own money and they go for Umrah, then we can't object because we have the lie, we have evidence for that. If you look at Hajj, then you will find Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu performed 65 Hajj. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, 55 Hajj. Sir, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, Pirani Pir, rahimahullah, performed 50 Hajj. Regarding Umrah, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu he performed A'ataka alfa abdin wa atamara alfa marra. He set free thousand slaves and performed thousand Umrahs. But if the people are going to ask other people and begging and then going for Umrah, that is totally wrong, that is unacceptable. So remember that if people want to go to Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawara with their own halal money, so that's fine, whether it's Hajj or Umrah and whether they go second time, third time. You are suggesting they must take that money and give the poor. Remember that is very, very good, but you can't impose it upon people. Remember that is what Islam teaches us. If people want to spend it on that way, because that is also good, or they want to go for their own personal umrah and whatever, so that also is fine. So Islam has given us the choice in these type of cases. Next question, Mufti says simply, Sana Mufti, is feminism allowed in Islam? It depends what you mean by feminism. If today you mean feminism, that now you have Adam and Eve and Adam and Steve and Madam and Eve, that the woman don't want to get married to the man, she wants to get married to the woman, woman for woman and all that. So that's absolutely haram. And if a lady believes that's permissible, Allah forbid, she's murtadda and out of the fall of Islam. Oh, by feminism, you mean that the husband is not the Amir, but the wife will be the Amira, and she will now be the captain, or she will now dictate to everybody. So that is also against Islam. Oh, by feminism, if you mean that the lady can come now and deliver the Jummah khutbah and make the imamat and all that. So obviously all that is haram and not permissible. So it depends what you mean by feminism. 
If you mean that in Islam rights are given to male and female, in Allah qad a'ata kullazi haqqin haqqa, that verily all might Allah has given everybody their rights, they are entitled to the hadith authentic on the hajj or occasion of Hajjatul Wida. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned his Mubarak blessed words as mentioned in Mustada Ahmad and various compilations. So it just depends what you mean. We as Muslims must not get influenced by the West or by the East. We say Islam is the best for the East and the West and the whole world. And we have the best, we must share it with the rest. Not we get influenced by them and what they are trumpeting Donald Trump. Remember then, we don't accept such nonsensical statements. Then, of course, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir is saying, Mufti, we'll leave it there uh, for the moment. Mufti needs to go and make a maghrib, inshallah, and we'll be back shortly with part two of this program. Shukran so much. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And of course uh, that uh, as mentioned was Mufti Abdul Qadir saying all the way from uh, Johannesburg We will uh, link up with Mufti in the next couple of minutes once again Remember the SMS line still open 47913 Get those quick questions flowing so long so that when we come back uh, we can address it and get it in early Before uh, uh, the show ends inshallah I mean in the meantime we're going to be playing you the sounds beautiful sounds of the Cape Malaysians With Sharafah and uh, inshallah when we return part two of Q&A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Q&A on The Voice of the Gate, part two of the show. And online we have uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Mufti, welcome back. Wa alaikum khair, brother. Shukran jazeera. Inshallah, we carry on. Inshallah. Mufti, next question says simply, is Provident Fund a retirement annuity part of inheritance? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. When that person was working for ABC XYZ company, and now they told him that he has to pay a certain amount or they will deduct a certain amount from his salary, then what happens is when that person passes away, all that amount will go into the estate. Then the executor and the heirs must ensure they get the breakdown and all the interest or where the haram money, the portfolios in which they invested, for example, in breweries and alcohol or casinos and so forth. So all that money must be removed and only the halal money must then be included into the estate and then it must be divided, distributed proportionately and the haram money must be given to the poor, Muslim or non-Muslim without the intention of reward. Next question, Mufti. Uh, what do I could you decide to calm down a person who is enraged or very angry? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us when the shaitan assaults somebody and he gives injection to somebody, then read, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. So that is the dua a person should read when he is furious and enraged. Similarly, read, La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kundamina dhalimeen. And you will see Almighty Allah will remove that worry and all the problems from him, inshallah. 
Next question, Mufti. A person intends to go for Hajj uh, but doesn't have any money to save. Um, what do I can they make in order for them uh, to be able to go on Hajj? Inshallah, Almighty Allah, take all of us for Hajj with His grace and mercy. Daily read two rakat salat. For example, tonight after Maghrib, I know around 8 o'clock day is Maghrib in Cape Town because I was there last week. So after the Maghrib salat, you read your two sunnah and then read two nafil. And daily make it a habit after Zohar or after Maghrib or after Isha. And then you read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Verse 128 of Surah Baqarah. O show us the places of Hajj, Makkah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifah, and forgive us, O Allah. Indeed, Almighty Allah is very forgiving, very merciful. Inshallah, Almighty Allah will make the means possible for that person, and that person will perform Hajj. Never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Next question, Mufti. Uh, people tend to make Fal Salah at a normal pace, but they make Sunnah Salah very fast. Is this permissible? These are the signs of the munafikin and hypocrites. When they read Salat, word first, then the Imam, he reads nice and so forth. Or when the person is reading it individually also. And then when they read, they are Sunnah Salat, they read fast, fast. Mustafa sallam, said, that is the worst type of thief. The thief who steals in his ruku, the one who is a crook in his sajda. They don't read Subhan Rabbil Azim even three times in their ruku or even three times Subhan Rabbil A'la in their sajda, up, down, kiss the ground, back to town. So that is not salat. Remember that. La yaskurun Allah illa qalila. That's a sign of munafikin, the Quran says. The people who remember Almighty Allah very, very little bit. So we should perform our salat with beauty. Fulfill your duty with beauty. Next question, Mufti says, Salam, uh, what is Mufti's take on Mawlud celebrations? I always have Mawlud, but some family members go on about Bida every year. Remember, brother, Mustafa, inshallah, when I discuss the nasiha in the ending of the program, I'll mention one, two important aspects. But anyway, for the question now, every Muslim has the greatest love for Mustafa, Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we must display that love through our deeds and actions. We cannot confine it to one day of the year or one month of the year. We say on Rabiul Awal, then only. So if throughout the year we have Miladun Nabi, Mauludun Nabi, Siratun Nabi, Miladun Nabi, Mauludun Nabi means the Mubarak birth of Mustafa sallallahu sallam. Siratun Nabi means the Mubarak lifestyle and character of Mustafa sallallahu sallam. So that is acceptable, but today the problem is people bring in music there, people bring in videos there, people bring in the male and woman, others mix up. So how can all that be permissible? So that is why people object on it, and we must not confine it to any specific time and date. Number two, SMS four seven nine one three. All your questions for Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain this evening. Next question, Mufti says, uh, Salam, a young couple wants to marry. Uh, who is responsible for the wedding? His family 
or the girl's family, Shigran? You must pay, brother. You have to pay the mahar. You have to pay for the walima and everything. The girl's family, mashallah, they only have to pay for the daughters with no clothing and so forth. So that is Islam. Remember what the girl's party brings. She brings the clothing and so forth. Maybe she brings a little bit of linen or whatever. So that is called jahiz. So that the girl's party will bring. But everything else is your responsibility. You have to arrange for the mahar. You have to pay for the walima. And after the nikah, all the eating, drinking for your wife, all the medication, clothing, whatever expenses, remember that, that of the wife is on you, Buddha. So therefore, you have to pay. You can't tell your wife, no, that you are sick, now you must pay. No, you married her, so husband, you have to patal. Number two, SMS 47913. Next question says, Salaam Mufti, is it possible for a person possessed by jinn to act un-Islamically, unknowingly, and how would one know if someone is possessed or is possibly affected by evil eye? Definitely it can happen that the person is affected by the evil eye. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna la'ayna haqqun, the evil eye is truthful and the hadith in Mishkat. And sihar and jadu and witchcraft also is the truth. All Allah refers, refers to it in the Noble Quran. So therefore we should be reading the last two surahs of the Noble Quran daily after every salat and before we sleep. Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq. Qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas for protection. Remember that can that person do certain abnormal actions? Yes, they can do so if they are really possessed. But what we have to do is we have to distinguish between that person who is really possessed and that person who is just doing acting and all these things here because there's no shortage of actors today in the ummah, you know. So we need to be very careful. Some people will exploit the situation. He'll give his wife a good smack or he'll hit somebody and say, no, I was possessed and so forth. Then give him hiding and see that what happens then. So if he is now experiencing a lot of pain and everything, then remember he is just acting. If it was really sihar and so forth, then remember he won't feel that amount of pain like a normal person. Next question, Mufti says, um, Salam, how does Sadaqatul Jariah benefit the deceased and when uh, is the best time to make Sadaqah? Mustafa Nabiullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Idhamat al insan, when the human being passes away in qata amaluhu, the action stop of that person, illa min salas, except three actions, sadaqatun jariya, so you built a masjid or you gave a brick or a pocket of cement, or for example, you built, you know, an uh, orphanage, so anything to help humanity, or for example, you dug up a borehole, a well, and so forth, or ilmun yuntafa ubihi, or you left some knowledge behind, and that is your legacy, people are benefiting from your knowledge. Or waladun salihun yadulahu, you left children who are pious making dua for you, the hadith in Abu Dawood and authentic. So that is sadaqah jariya. You see, when we invest in the world, the portfolios, we die, so then the thing stops. But when you invest in the real charity, so that will continue even after our death. For example, the borehole, the well, the orphanage, the madrasa, Darulum, masjid, all these type of places.
Next question, Wufti. Uh, Sanam, is it true that a woman inherits 50% of her husband's inheritance because she is married in community of property? Whoever said that is saying the incorrect. Quran Karim states that when the husband dies and he doesn't have any child or children, then the wife inherits 25%. When the husband passes away, he has child or children, then the wife inherits 12.5%. All that is in noble Quran, open Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verses 11, 12, and so forth. You will find it in the noble Quran. When a person is married, community of property, then remember that got nothing to do with Islam. That is a man-made law. So what happens in community of property? Husband died, so 50% automatically goes to the wife, and the second 50% now gets divided, distributed there to the heirs. So that is un-Islamic and not permissible in Islamic law. Next question, Mufti. Uh Salam Mufti, is it uh, oh, okay? That one we've already dealt with. Uh, Salam, my my Buddha, my sister and her husband went for Umrah two years ago. They make Salah, but she allows him to drink wine with his friends in their house. Daughter is allowed to share room with boyfriend. I don't want to visit anymore. Myself and my sister are both reverts. Remember that what your sister is doing is absolutely haram. She went for Umrah and everything, but she hasn't reformed. So when she allows her husband to drink and alcohol and wine and all that, you must tell her very clearly, in Islam there is no place for wine and alcohol and swine. We are the most sober people on this earth, and we don't allow those immoral activities. Likewise, allowing the boyfriend, and then they get busy with the daughter. So this is really immorality. You're allowing your daughter to get involved in fornication. Tomorrow she will get AIDS or sexually transmitted diseases. Islam teaches us we need to lead a pure life and not a life of promiscuity. Therefore, the Quran Karim states, Wala taqrabu zina. Don't even go near fornication and adultery. Next question, Mufti says, Sanam, when I travel and one comes home, when does it become valid not, uh, uh, or rather, when does it become not valid for one to perform jam and kasasada? Is it when one reaches home or 80 kilometers to one's home? Once you reach the boundary of your hometown, finish, then you can't read Qasr Salat, you can't read two rakats, Wazor, Asr, and you can't combine Salat once you are at home and within the boundary of your home. If you are 78, 80, 90, 100 kilometers away from home, and it is Salat time, and now you want to make Jama, Qasr, all that, all that will be permissible. Next According to the Shafi's. Next question, Mufti says, Salam, uh, on marriage, can the daughter of the mother demand the daughter to sleep by her without husband after two weeks of marriage? The couple shortly afterwards left for overseas studies. Shukran. Remember Mustafa Nabiullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna haqqal, that the person who got inna a'adaman nasi haqqan al-mar'ati zawjuha, the hadith in Mustadrak Hakim, the person who has the greatest amount of rights over the lady is a husband. So for that girl's mother to demand and say, my daughter must sleep here by me for two days, three days, because they're going overseas or whatever, she can't do that. And the husband has the permission. If the husband gives permission willingly, then it's fine. 
But if he says no, then remember the mother-in-law, meaning that girl's mother cannot impose upon the husband. Or if she wants a daughter to sleep at her house, she can say, Oh, son-in-law, you and my daughter come and sleep here. Then is no problem, inshallah. Next question, Mufti Saddam. What is the ruling on a cat's hair and tongue saliva in terms of najasa? Remember, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam spoke about the cats and said, in Naha Laysad Binajisin, they are not impure. So meaning they jump on the sofa, they run around on the carpet. So all that will remain pure and tahir and park, as the Indian people say park. Park means not Pakistan, it means park is pure and clean. And second one is Mustafa Nabiullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Innama Hiyaminat Tawafina Alaikum wa Tawafat. They're just making tawaf in your house. They run around from here to there to there. So all that is fine. Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu warda. He used to play with the cats and kittens and what have you. He reported 5,374 ahadith. So remember, it shows that all that is permissible inside the house, outside the house. And our final question for this evening, Mufti, says, Salam, when using your fingers to count your tasbih, can you count on the right and left hands? Shukran. To count on both hands, the right and the left, both is totally permissible, and both of them will bear testimony and give witness tomorrow on the Day of Justice. But there's a hadith in Abu Dawood, Bil Yadil Yumna, so therefore it is better on the right hand. So what you do, that for example, you count, you know, 100 times on your right, and then 50 times or 20 times on the left. So you count a little bit on the left also, but majority of the time you count on your right. So that is how, inshallah, you give preference to the right, but both are totally permissible. Uh, well, Mufti, that's the end of the questions for this evening. And uh, I think we just have about uh, six minutes left uh, for Nasikha, inshallah. So, uh, Mufti, Fighter Fadal. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah, we have entered the month of Rabi'ul Awwal. In this blessed month, the Mubarak Milad of Mustafa Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam took place the honorable birth. Similarly, the demise of the Master والسلام, took place during this month of Rabiul Awal. Before a Nabi is born, certain extraordinary events take place, and that we, the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, call Irahas. So we find 50 days prior to the Mubarak Blessed Milad of Mustafa وسلم, Ashabi field incident took place. Abraha and his elephants came from Yemen. And we all know the story in Surah Feel, how all Allah sent the birds and decimated and destroyed the elephants. Abraha was also humiliated and disgraced. Similarly, Mustafa Nabi وسلم, said the hadith in Muslim Ahmad, Ana da'wa to Ibrahim. I am as a result of the dua of Ibrahim Khalilullah alayhi salam when he rebuilt the Kaaba and then he made dua Rabbana wab'as fihim rasoolam minhum Ya Allah send the final messenger from them from the people of Makkah Mukarrama wabushra Isa and Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam gave the people the great tidings that the final messenger will come, وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولِ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِ اسْمُهُ أَحْمَدِ His name will be Ahmad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
and wara'at ummi and my mother sayyida amina saw annahu kharaja minha nur she saw nur emanating from her the effulgence and the radiance so all this before prior to the mubarak milad and the mubarak birth and blessed birth of mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam when you read poetry and if you read the poetry of abbas radiyallahu an he is the paternal uncle Abdullah is the father and Abdullah's brother is Abbas radiallahu anh. So remember that when he read poetry praising Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what did he say? وَأَنْتَ لَمَّا وُلِدْتَ أَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرُدُ وَأَنْتَ لَمَّا وُلِدْتَ أَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرُدُ O you Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the day your Mubarak Milad and birth took place, the world was illuminated and shining and glittering. And then he goes on, وَضَاءَتْ بِنُورِكَ الْأُفُقُ وَضَاءَتْ بِنُورِكَ الْأُفُقُ And then through your nur, Ya Rasulullah, the whole world started shining. The message of Islam till today is spreading to every corner of the world. The barakah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you and me, O Ummah, we should know who is Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The enemies, they try to attack the intelligence of Nabi alayhi salam. Allah ta'ala said, مَا دُوَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ وَمَا غَوَى He is not astray, he is the most intelligent. They try to attack the Mubarak tongue of Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam. Allah ta'ala says, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْمِي يُوحَى He does not speak of his desires. It is but wahi and revelation sent to him. They try to attack Nabi sallallahu alayhi Mubarak eyes. Almighty Allah defended the Master alayhi salam. مَا زَاغَ الْبَصَرُ وَمَا طَغَى The eyes Mubarak of Nabi alayhi salam never deviated. Then they try to attack the Mubarak heart of the Master alayhi salam. Allah ta'ala says, مَا كَذَبَ الْفُعَادُ مَا رَآ the heart Mubarak of the Master never saw anything wrong. Almighty Allah praised the Master so much. وَرَفَعَنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ That we elevated your name, Ya Rasulullah. The Hadith Qudsi teaches us, إِذَا ذُكِرْتُ ذُكِرْتَ مَعِي When my name, Allah Jalla Wa'ala's name is taken, then your name is taken. See the Azan, see the Iqama, see the Kalima. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. So, O oh, esteemed listeners of Voice of the Cape, what is required from us? We bring Iman in Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam. We have the greatest love for the Master alayhi sallallahu sallam. The greatest respect for the Master alayhi sallallahu sallam. Then ittiba to imitate and emulate the Master alayhi sallallahu sallam. Not that now is December and holiday season, we feel shy. No, I want to make all upside down things. No, we are Muslim. And itaatun Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam, the speech Mubarak, we obey what Nabi alayhi sallallahu sallam said. And then the last one, which we are failing with miserably, the da'wat and tabligh of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam, invite people towards Islam and take this message of Islam and propagate it to everybody, Muslim and non-Muslim. So that was the mission and message of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam. May Almighty Allah accept all our good deeds and enhance our iman and increase our love for the Master alayhi sallallahu sallam. Shukran jazeelan, jazakallahu khairan, brother Muhammad Fasih and all of you there in Cape Town. 
wonderful time you'll have inshallah make dua for the ummah at large assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh shukran so much mufti for joining us uh, once again this evening taking off the time and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give mufti uh, a good evening and a jummah mubarak inshallah I mean, same to you, brother. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.